You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So an actor is saying his lines, yeah. and then out of nowhere, he just starts singing. Five, six, seven, eight. Right, this week we got legendary vocalist and star performer, man, young man Ryan Vasquez. This song, man, the wrong man. The wrong man is singing this song. We gotta go to shows before they're gonna close. <laughs> nice. That was, uh, was an accident. Nice. I'm a nice. singer songwriter. Oh, this has been. Guys who, like, welcome to guys who like musicals. Welcome to Guys Who Like Musicals. I'm, I'm, I'm Joe Carroll. And I'm Dan Tracy. We're. And someday we will record this so that we can just plug it into the beginning of every episode (laughs) so it's the same. maybe not. I think it doesn't it add charm? Maybe. Maybe. Doesn't matter. Oh, okay. So we have a whole bunch of crap to talk about. Number one, you got the world's sweetest email from a listener that you sent me. People are listening and we just want to say thank you for listening. Yeah. Because we got an email. We're not going to read it because that's, you know, private. But this guy sent us an email saying how much the podcast meant to him. And that meant an unbelievable amount to me. And I know it did to you. And so even if there's just a couple of people out there listening who are taking something from this, thank you for listening to Guys Who Like Music. And please let us know how we can help. I know that we don't always do a great job about answering questions in the episode, but I'm trying to be better about answering questions in the DMs and all of those yeah. things. So if there's anything that you need to... Yeah. That you want to know or... Guys Who Like Music. If we talk about something com. and you're like, what the, who the hell is Ben? Right, right. Who the hell is Who's that guy? Renee? right. Whatever name we throw, right. or you know, there was somebody asked a bunch of questions about our Mike Rockles episode that I just answered today. So. Great, great. Um, that was a great episode. Loved, yeah. loved listening to Mike talk about the voice. So that was great. Um, hopefully you guys liked it too. We had this has been Theater Week Mania. Yeah, we talked to. We have the biggest interview that guys who like musicals has ever done. We have the Michael Jordan. We have of musicals. True, truly. The Wayne Gretzky. The Wayne (laughs) of musicals. The Um, Paul McCartney. Yes. I'm trying to think because it's not, it's not Audra McDonald. We didn't, uh, so like it's it's not. not Patti LuPone. It's not Patti LuPone. It's not quite, but it's, it's pretty darn close. We did that earlier this week and that is coming your way. So please keep listening to us this week. Is not that, but we wanted to like plug we because yes. it was an We've amazing been working interview. Very hard. We're we getting have, some cool interviews together for you guys, all, and we're really excited about it. Um, but uh, in the theater this week, Dan and I saw The Wrong Man, 
yes. at MCC. Uh, Going to have Ryan Vasquez on our show. We went to college with Ryan. He plays the man in black in that show. He plays like the villain in the show, and he also is the alternate for the lead guy, yeah. Josh Henry. Yeah. It's not a big well, deal. Well, okay. Let's the, not go crazy. Uh, so Ryan just left. This was really fun. And what I think I'm starting to love most about this podcast, which is maybe what annoying is that, for Joe? people, is talking to our friends. <laughs> Truly. Because like, Ryan, we've known since college. We went to college together. And he talks about, we, just as he was leaving, he was talking about how like you show up at a university program and you're all, you all did your shows at your middle school or your high school, or whatever. And you all show up at college and you're like, wait, you're kind of like me and you're kind of like me. But then the true sort of magic is when you find your lane, when you find what, what Joe is best at, what Dan is best at, what Ryan is best at. And Ryan has absolutely found you know, his lane like in stride in stride. Yeah. He is one of the most sought after guys right now in the city. We can't even tell you the, the things that he's developing next year, but like think of some of the biggest properties that you want to see turned into musicals and some that may, you, you may Maybe. not want to see made into musicals, but are going to be, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. people have opinions sure, about sure. movie musicals and whatever. Right. You know, so, so he's doing some serious stuff next year. Yeah. It's going to be huge. He is unbelievable in The Wrong Man. Unbelievable. Truly. Like transformative in a way that I've never seen out of him. He's singing the way he sings. He's acting the way that he acts. And it's just like he's dropped into his body in this way that like, which is such an actor, crappy actor term, but. Yeah, but he's like dropped into to what you're saying. He's dropped into his identity identity yes his essence right as a performer like like, there isn't there aren't many people who could do what he's doing and he's found that like oh this is what i do that other people this is my superpower and he's like exploiting that and it's it's given him like we've not i've known him for a long time and there's a certain level of like uneasiness that we all have when we're all like coming of age in these programs and we're like, who's going to make it, who's not going to make it and what's it going to be. And he's just like, so like grounded in himself now. And like, you can see that in the work too. Totally. And he talks about how like we, uh, one of our professors at school gave us this wonderful advice that none of us understood, which was don't look side to side because you can't move forward. You can't move forward when you're looking side to side is what he said. And I always, it honestly just clicked when Ryan was talking about it because your lane, you moving forward is so uniquely you. And if you can figure out what you do and how that can match up with the industry a little bit, but truly just like what you're doing, that's how you're going to be successful. If you're looking at, if I'm looking right at Dan or left at Ryan or whatever, you're, you're just going to be jealous. You're going to be, you're not going to be able to like do any good work or figure out like what makes you truly unique. And like Ryan's love of pop music and love of R and B growing up, listening to tons of musicals, but also Justin Timberlake and like singing like that. Jesse J Jesse and Billy know, like, Porter and like, yeah, Billy Porter. And, then, <laughs> and like he has so locked into his essence and it kind of yeah. happened, happened through Hamilton, which he talks about, which right. is awesome. Um, but he was prepared and ready for that opportunity and, right. you know, knocked it out of the park. He talks about learning 75 pages of material yeah. uh, for this audition. And he said it in the end. He was like, he's like, I had to learn 75 pages of material. And I thought he was just, that was just like a euphemism or whatever. He was just like, oh, I had to learn all of this material. No, 75, right? Pages? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, he, and he did it. Yes. And he did it. In the room. In the room. For the Hamilton, anyway, it's a great story. So, great so, story, and and yeah. and just another thing on that, like you know, 
it it's not that I don't think it's that he like was like consciously like this is my lane. No, I found it. He like just was just trying to f- be himself, be himself, and then the industry happened to him. Yeah, and showed him. But he was what his lane it. is to this point, and he was he and was, will continue to do that. And he was obviously very ready for right, it. Right, but like yeah. he will continue. Now he gets to like he's honored the industry and he's played by their rules, and now he gets to like create a lane that no one else has ever been in and totally. that's the goal like yeah. have the point of view be you do what you do as best as you can and bring as much of yourself because you're not going to be as good at being someone else as they are that was the biggest gem of the interview let's get into it wrong man singing the song man, man the wrong man, man. okay Now are you now, recording? You yes. have an SD card yes. that works, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan? Yes. <laughs> okay, so Ryan is here, and we just had a really great conversation off That air. you guys didn't get that to you hear. didn't get to hear. Uh, Sorry. Which, uh, but we'll ju- we just saw the wrong man. Dan and I saw it. Ryan, well, Ryan I don't Vasquez. know. We, should we talk about how we know each other? Or is that just another plug for the University of Michigan? Which well, we're trying okay, not to do. then we'll just move past it quickly. <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> so Ryan, Joe, and I, obviously Joe and I, but Ryan was in the grade below me at Michigan, graduated in 2014, very quickly has seen major success on Broadway. And you probably know who he is. And if you don't, you will soon think he's about to be the, the well, biggest leading man in the industry. Well, well, he's, but, the bad guy. he's the bad guy. And also, go ahead. Right. He's a bad guy and the wrong man. But I just wanted to first, if we're going to talk about how we know each other, I saw Ryan play Bat Boy <gasps> at Michigan. And it was from the stage, if I remember correctly. Epic. Yes, I was. I was <laughs> when I say I from saw it, right I say four. I was in stage right. Right. <laughs> Watching in the wings, um, yes. God, that 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 is a Which production. We'll have that, to we'll have to yeah. find a picture of and get and, up on and the Instagram. like like does live like people talk about you you as Bat Boy. Nice man, yes. like what it a was unique wacky. legacy, <laughs> <laughs> a truly unique situation. Yeah. Well, we'll talk. We'll we'll jump into the wrong man because we talked about it uh, last week because uh, we saw it. Um, the well, you're wearing the hat right now. Do you have to dress up as the bad guy? As in the man in black in real life. In real life. <laughs> yeah. This hat is actually where the costume was born. For, for those of you not watching on the ABC News live stream. Yeah, yeah because <laughs> we are a podcast. Yeah, yeah, the, um, I am wearing a black beanie. And no, yeah, I, we did a lab of it in May when like the weather in New York is, it was just like unpredictable and cold and whatever. And I had like a black beanie on that in this reading, there's a sequence in The Wrong Man where uh, there's a bunch of sequences actually where like people... Uh, dancers take on the sort of like uh, doppelganger of the characters and express things like through dance. And then we like click back into the story. And I was wearing this black beanie and so was Ahmad Simmons who was dancing in this workshop as like the version, the dance version of me at times. And he also just had a black beanie on and it was this black beanie that we were like, just for the purposes of this reading, like we'll just like throw this on. So then we know like, okay, now you're you and you're you. And now it's just like the costume. Like, like, like Tommy will be like, Oh yeah. When you're wearing the beanie, like that really reads to me that you're the character. And so when you take it off, like, and I'm like, this was just like a complete, accident and now it's like in the design of the yeah isn't that funny i'm obsessed with that because it is like it is integral to 
the man in black. I mean, you know, that was, he had written uh, the, that character had been written obviously in the whole thing, yeah. but the way you like, you pull the hat down and I don't know if you read reviews and I'm not going to talk about reviews, but like they talk about the, the sinister smiled Ryan Vasquez <laughs> yeah. as the man in black, which yeah. I was like, Oh, that's so real because you, we were sitting over in the corner and a couple of times you like smile out of the corner of your face and it's like, Ooh, yeah, it's, Ooh. yeah, it's yeah. Well, you, you yeah. have this, like, you have this, like, uh, this like sinister joy about you. That's what was my favorite part about Batman was like, everything was kind of done with a smile. Even, yeah. even when you were like, you kind of have always known to play the opposite like that, which is genius. And you do that here too. There was like, you were totally trying to get jokes and our Wednesday yeah, Matinee yeah, audience yeah. was like not there yeah, with exactly. you. But yeah, I yeah. was la- I was laughing. Joe was laughing. Yeah, yeah that's yes. awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, and we- now it's like, it's cool. Like now that, that idea of like donning the costume and like becoming the thing has like become kind of like the seed of like the bookends of the show where you're like, you know, putting on it, a lot of shows are like this now, like players sort of entering and then like donning the costume in front of the people. I think it's cool to like, uh, allow the audience to see just that you are like a normal person and like an actor and mm-hmm. kind of like doing something that's unabashedly fake. Like yeah. there's, it, there's no smoke and mirrors really like in the show. It's really right. just like we are coming in and playing pretend and like, you just will believe it as opposed to like the whole time being like, Oh, believe it. You know, yeah, like yeah. The, no. you know, bringing on yeah. a big fancy thing and a set and everything. It's like, it's like, here we are. We're about to tell a story. It's, it's my favorite. Yeah, now here, the story is going to begin. And yeah, this is the yeah, lore. Totally. This is the myth. It's my favorite thing. I mean, it's the, you know, two households, both alike in dignity. It's yeah, like somebody exactly. comes to the edge of the stage and right. is like, we're going to tell you a story. Yeah. And like, it's Brechtian, right? Every, yeah. Am everybody I right? just, am I, uh, am yeah, I, theory? I believe so. Yeah. Isn't that Bertolt Brecht who was like created that? Well, I mean, the Greeks created it. No, but the I did like the that in contemporary context. But I, I'd love to know how you got involved in it and where it kind of came from. Cause we we've listened to the concept album and, mm-hmm. and Dan yeah. and I did a little bit of this research, but like where did it come from both for you and then how did you know how did you find out that this, yeah. this was a thing? So like the long, long story, because it's like 15 years in the making, short is that Ross Golan, who wrote uh the show is a songwriter in LA. He writes for like Ariana Grande and Pink and Maroon 5 and Nicki Minaj, like all sorts of uh, genres, like all these huge artists, right? And so he, when he was getting started in that world, like we all deal with, like whatever you do, it's like that question in the interview comes when it's like, so like when you're not working on what we're asking you to work on, like, what do you do? And he was like, well, I've been working on this thing called The Wrong Man. Like, and he would play a few songs of it and show people. And that was kind of like a hook that he used to get people to be interested in his work like otherwise. So now he's like this huge acclaimed songwriter and he's still been kind of toiling away at this thing. He only has ever performed it live. He won't let it be recorded. And so he was being flown to like Australia because word of mouth like was traveling to these people out there being like, bring your guitar, like we'll pay the flight, we'll play for the, we'll pay for the guitar and like just come out here and just play it for us. So he was doing it in like living rooms. He has these crazy photos of him like 15 years ago playing it in like his dorm room with like 10 of his friends. And then he's like flash forward like 15 years later, he's doing like South by Southwest and like he's doing like huge rooms and like it's, it's so cool. So Kurt Deutsch, who is producing The Wrong Man, heard what they worked together at Warner Chapel and and Kurt had heard it. And, Which is his publishing company. Yes, right? yeah. yeah. And, and Ross now like reps labels under that, or reps writers under that label too. And 
Kurt called Tommy Kale and Alex Lacamoire and was like, hey man, like you should really hear like, you know, this, this music, it's pretty good. And Tommy tells the story. He's like, okay, I have five minutes. And like Ross like played one of the songs and he's like, okay, I have five more minutes. And he like played like another song and he's like, okay, just play the rest of the thing. So it's like, it's like about like 50 minutes at this point. He like plays it through. They leave and they're like, hey, Ross, how much longer are you in town, man? He's like, um, you know, like through the weekend. He's like, okay, like, could we maybe schedule another meeting? And they call Josh Henry. They're like, hey, man, you just got to learn one of these songs. Come in and sing this for the writer. And Josh comes in and sings it. And I guess Ross is just like, okay, what is the plan? He's <laughs> like, yeah. just like, all righty, <laughs> this is working. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so Josh... Um, had done a reading of it a little before I did. And then um, Tommy like came into my dressing room at Hamilton was like, Hey man, you should really do this reading. It's going to be super low key. It's next week. But um, I had, I had just been doing this like dance piece for Andy Blankenbuehler called only gold, which is yeah. just like, yeah, yeah, which no, I'm sure you know he about. Was, yeah. He was developing it while we were in bandstand. And yes. he would talk about like, and that was with Kate Nash, right? Mm-hmm. The songwriter. Yeah. 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 Right, and so right. he was talking about that all the time. It was like this super weird kind of Very like, you know, Andy's yeah. mind, yeah. like amazing, creative, just like, thing that he has been toiling away at for so long. It was born out of like an article he read on a flight like so long ago about this true story about this Indian prince who was like playboying his way through Europe and shirking on his responsibility and like had all these wives and this cra- And so of course Andy's like, ah, the perfect idea for a musical. <laughs> and just like creates this amazing thing and like just like, wow. So I was doing that for like six weeks while I was doing Hamilton at night and Tommy comes up to me. He's like, hey man, like could you do like two weeks of this reading? I was like, no. Like I am so dead tired and he's like I wouldn't lie to you like this is the type of music that makes Josh like sit up in his seat and I was like um I do trust Josh and his musical capabilities so I was like let me find out and just did this reading like on a whim and whoa like heard the music and was immediately like I never do this but after the whole process like emailed everybody on the team was just like if you need me to just come in and like sing some ooze on something like I don't know what my future is going to be with this but like I have to be involved with this show the music is so good I'm just like I have to do it and so yeah so we did like a little workshop where they put in a little choreography Travis Wall choreographed it which like another just like genius mind lack doing the music, Alex Lacamoire, like creating from what Ross would play as like his voice and one guitar creating like these arrangements that you're hearing of just like another level. And you like out of the blue, just got a call and was like, MCC is picking this up. We're doing it like in a very Tommy fashion, the last day of the reading, he was like, just a couple of our friends are going to come. And it's like, every producer of every theater in New York and, like, right. and, and, yeah. and around like the country. And we're just like, Oh, okay. Right. Of course. Cause these are your friends, but these are like, yes. <laughs> so, like um, yeah, but the, yeah, after your that, friends are like, different than yeah, my exactly. friends. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Your <laughs> friends are what I need. <laughs> and, and so, um, yeah. So, so, uh, and then just out of the blue, they're like, we're doing this, like, let's go. And so I was still doing Hamilton at the time. So like, you know, put in for like a leave of absence for the same employers, which is always a funny thing. Yep. Like, like yeah. we'll run this up the chain. I'm like, well, okay. okay. Whatever. <laughs> I, was, wow. I was just with the chain, but yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, um, yeah. And like now, and now we close in like a week and a half. It's like, it's been a crazy, like whirlwind, like year. That's basically. crazy. And, and so, so yeah, you put ahead. in a leave at Hamilton. Are you going back? I am going back. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. 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 I'll be back. Um, from like, uh, until like the end of May. And then I think that's like when my time there will at least temporarily expire. It's never really over. Well, there. I, I thought your bio <laughs> was so cool in the, in the wrong man program. You were like, you know, Ryan is one of the only people or the only person to perform. And then you just rattle off all oh of God. the roles <laughs> in Hamilton, yeah. which is so c- unique. That's so freaking cool. It's so, cool, I mean, man. we can yeah. jump 
Yeah, is it okay jump. to jump to Hamilton? Yeah, because jump. we'll come okay. back to Wrong Man because I have questions, you know, classic, like, you know, where did it, how did it change? And like, what it of was course, like to be in the yeah. room as you changed so much of it because the album is on Spotify, but that album is very different from what you guys just did. Totally. So we'll get, right. we can we'll talk get to that, that in a second. But so the Hamilton, th- how, obviously like the auditions, whatever, but you performed all of these roles. Yeah, man. Do you have a favorite or? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what's crazy is like, it was the, uh, I, speaking of Josh, it's like I toured with Hamilton and only covered, only covered Hamilton, Burr and George Washington. And when I was out there, Josh and Michael Loye, who um, was Hamilton, or Josh was Burr are like the absolute most consistent performers I've ever seen in my life. Like it's one of those people where you're like, they are doing like robotically consistent physical things, but still like completely alive, like internally. It's just wow. like, you know, like people are just like born to do it. You're yep, just like, yeah. okay, you are just, you know, you are connected to something that is just allowing you to like leave the world and then just come back to the world at the end. And you're still normal and just, but it's, it's like amazing to see. So that I always, people are like, wasn't that so hard to learn? I'm like, honestly, I, it was like, I was on stage every night while I was doing it. It was like watching a movie. It's just like the consistency was so there that it became almost like, even though other roles in that show have less to do comparatively, of course, than like Hamilton and Burr, those came so quickly because mm. it, you, when you're checking in, you're not like, Oh, like, is that exactly what it's like? Josh had already done the role too. And Michael had too. Michael had stood by on Broadway, on Broadway for a long right. time. And Josh had done it in Chicago for like a year. So they were just dropped in as like the rocks, like in right. the thing and just did it. Right. So, so it was really, um, uh, it was like, yeah, that was a crazy like whirlwind thing. And when they brought me to Broadway, I picked up Thomas Jefferson and, uh, James Madison too. So now it's like a, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, it's crazy. Like I don't, I don't get the feeling anymore of being like, Oh no, I'm on for whatever. Like I need to watch the video, which is like even the craziest part. It's crazy how those things can just seep in like, and it's just in there and yeah. people are like, Oh, are you going to go back? Are you going to be nervous about like, you know, or do you remember it? I'm like, yes. Like, yes. I'm like without <laughs> a doubt, like yeah. I'm doing two work throughs next week, actually going to the Broadway theater and just doing two rehearsals as Hamilton. Uh-huh. And Josh is like, at wrong man and Josh is like, are you gonna like look over the stuff? Like you're gonna and I was like, honestly, I think I'm just gonna like go in cold and see like what the human brain can accomplish. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I think like it's just in there. Like the muscle yeah. memory of and it. And it's so good. Like, you yeah. know, it's it's I think it's hard to memorize things and remember things that aren't so good. And it's really easy to hold on to things that are great because yeah, agree more. it makes sense. And so I think it, it's pretty good. So yeah. I think I'll and there's like one well. way to do it. You know, it's like sometimes with like bad dialogue, you can yes. like make up something or whatever. But with Hamilton and Shakespeare, it's like you. This is the way it's got to be. And yes. once you get it, then there's right. no other way to do well, it. Well, and Hamilton and Shakespeare is the exact like analogous like example because both of those things have like a pace that is built in for you. So right. there's no. There is, yeah, there's one way, you know, as, as much inflection as you can give, which like, there is a lot after you do that show for a long time, like you see people do the roles very differently, but like, it's the exact same form. Like people are like, how long is the show? I'm like two hours and 54 minutes on a click track. Exactly. You know, it's like, there's no, like, it's exactly what it is every time. And you just fit yourself into like the bones and then you just color it in however you want, which is like the best. Yeah, that's, that's super cool. And, and you were sorry. Joe. No, go ahead. I was gonna uh, transition into Hamilton for him, but love. Do you have another question? No, no. Okay, it was cool. uh, not at all. Great. 
we're gonna cut all that. Um, it's like the, <laughs> I love the like Chippendale like no yeah. you like, no, no you, you go first Dan you go first. So but you were uh, they tell a story over at Waitress because the the other way that Ryan and I are connected now, which is <laughs> yes. it's funny. Like we were friends in school and we went on spring break my senior year and all that stuff too. But like now, <laughs> my Broadway debut was in. Remember that TBT, bro? Oh my god! Ryan just threw his head back. Uh, Someone yeah. Google Slap Cup, please, for me. And yeah, tell me yeah, why like, we played that game for so many hours. Yikes. Dear God. <laughs> um, but now we're like, in, I feel like intrinsically connected to you because you created the role that I do in waitress. You're surely wearing the same shirt. Surely. surely yeah. Actually wearing your denim shirt. Yes. That's what I, I mean. may be wearing your pants. Oh, I'm sure I'm you wearing, are. I definitely have all of your Dr. Pomander costumes for sure. And, uh, what which is, is hilarious legacy? because it's like, we're wearing like shirts from Kohl's. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like exactly, $17. Yeah. Like exactly. we can't just get our own damn shirt. Like, I mean, what are we going to do? Like yeah. they're, they're sitting right here. Anyway, we won't get into, we won't <laughs> yeah. get into budget constraints. <laughs> or anything, but, <laughs> um, you were, you left waitress, uh, to, to join Hamilton. And the way they tell the story in the building was like, you got this appointment for Hamilton and you were like, this isn't going to happen. Well, yeah, man. And so then you great, like went I mean, in. Not to, not to plug the Michigan connection again, but like, so I was doing a gig of totally free, like just help out and sing some of my tunes for Gavin Creel. Mm -hmm. He was like, come in and sing some of my music. We're going to do like a presentation for like my agent and like Celia and like his agent, like William Morris. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Only the biggest agent in the business. But it's just like, you know, like, and uh, yeah, of course that's another one. Like just my friends, like Oscar Eustace, like, you know, he was like, okay, cool. Like (laughs) in the library at the public, I'm like, is this the address? I guess it is. Just like, I think I've been here before. Um, (laughs) So, but like, it was so, low key like he's like I'll buy you guys brunch the day of the thing and then we'll just go and sing it I'm like okay well and this is just a lesson like say yes to everything right because like I am in Pearl Studios just waiting outside to go in for this rehearsal for Gavin's thing and the one rehearsal and in the studio next door they are casting what would be my track in Hamilton on tour and they come out Bethany sees me sitting in the hallway and was just like, had a light bulb moment, I guess. I walked into the studio and like got a call from my agents. I was like, hey, Bethany just saw you at Pearl and they want you to come in for Hamilton. Like they're strapped and they just like want to see you. And do you know the material? I had never heard the score in my life. Wow. So that's why when I got to waitress like what year was this this was 2016 the end of 2016 and so the show had been Hamilton had been open for I mean like plus the public like yeah, yeah, yeah. That, so it had been around for a little while yeah totally okay. yeah, yeah. yeah so it, Joe is currently trying to shame you for not knowing the I album I mean honestly I shame honestly, myself I within shame a myself. month of that album being out we were in a car singing it and well, and the that's the thing, right? It's, top of our it's one or the other. Like, it's like people who are like, my, my plan was once I uh, achieved the funds to see said show on <laughs> Broadway, <laughs> so, okay, sure, that sure. I would listen to it prior, go and see it, and right. then have like a base. But I didn't want to like get hyped because I, I ruined so many shows for myself by listening to the albums like ad nauseum and then going to see them. Like, I, yeah. I, I saw the original cast of Book of Mormon had listened to the album a 
thousand times right. and cracked up crying, laughing at the book scenes and the songs would start. And like my mind just like drifted away. Cause it was yep. like, I just was used to exactly what I was needing to hear. And like yeah. the mix right. and everything, yeah. anything's different. It just draws your ear. And then especially like as musicians and performers, it's just like hard for me to do that. So totally. Hamilton was like the big test. And I was like, okay, I'm not going <laughs> to listen. Like, so like I just like kept it like, and people would play it. Like, I mean, that was like when that album came out, it was like, normal for like we're hanging out now for people to be like you mind if I throw on the Hamilton album and right, you're yeah. just like yeah sure man like of right. course and everyone's kind of like singing along and I'd be like I actually mind it's like, <laughs> just like that guy like, excuse like, me I have this whole plan yeah, of waiting exactly to, yeah like literally know. yeah and they're like okay man well anyway uh, there's 10 of us here and we're all it, obsessed with it it does make total sense though because you can get like you know you ha- listen to these albums and then you know totally you, you, get, you yeah. get them all hyped up and the show's not doesn't sound the same and you see someone different and they're yeah. giving like a, yeah. a valid really cool right. take on it but you just can't step out and Hamilton's yeah. all I mean you listen to the album that's exactly what you hear there's no book scene so you're like totally. you would just be the whole time so I, I remember getting so frustrated listening to the Wicked cast album and Defying Gravity the drums and Defying Gravity are out of control sure and you are. go see it live and the drums are not as loud I was like why aren't the drums loud the drums need to be loud yeah and they I should got be as really, loud as they are I, in my they, in my headphones 2003 headphones exactly <laughs> and I, this is like this is like 13 year old Joe like have you know anyway <laughs> yeah. anyways I did, I did this yeah. to myself for yeah. Hadestown. Yeah. The same. You didn't same listen thing. to it. No, I listened to Hadestown way too much. And uh, then I went to see the Broadway show with almost a full different cast. And I yeah. was just distracted by how different it was instead of like, and are you referring the to the album they did off Broadway? Yeah. Downtown. The off Broadway album where they changed tougher, lyrics. Of course, and it's like, it's a whole different cast. A and it's almost thing. a whole different show. Totally. Man. Yeah. yeah totally. So, so I, I like hear you and listeners out there who are <laughs> Broadway obsessed, like maybe see the show before you get obsessed. And yeah, yeah. Do a, do a listen. That's like how I'm, all, sure. I'm like, get the vibe, especially Hamilton. When people are like, and I didn't listen to a word, excited to see the show. I'm like, that is n- just not going to go well for you. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's <laughs> too much to watch. Right. Like, right. Too I much just, going on. So you're sitting outside. Bethany sees you. Long story short, they're like, can you come in on Friday? It's like Thursday. I'm like, I cannot no. learn 75 pages of rapping and material in one day. So can I have until Monday? And they were like, uh, okay. So that, so. well. <laughs> yeah. So like, I'm, I'm listening to the music, like learning it, like in between shows, like up in the like box seats at Waitress, like learning it. Michael Lavoie, who is playing the standby for Hamilton on Broadway, who would be our Hamilton on tour one day, like comes over to the theater to have like dinner with Aisha in between shows. <laughs> They're like in the house and I'm like upstairs being like, I am not throwing I am not thrown away. Like, and, like, and I just like look down. I'm like, who's down there? And Michael's just like, hello, man. And I'm just like, oh, man. Like, hey, dude. Like, oh, man. So that's you like, that's a great story. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just being like, hey, I'm okay. Well, yeah, I'm trying. Um, and so then cut to like, wow. Monday, like I go in, do the thing. And they like basically right there are like, you got to come back to dance the next day. And then you're going to come back in between shows on Wednesday day but we want you to see the show first and and i was like i can't like i'm in waitress they're like no 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 we we want you to see the show and i was like ah, i've contracted a cold and so, <laughs> yes, like, yes. so i was like mm-hmm. yeah. i'll be there and so yep. i went and saw hamilton from the back had no idea what to expect bawled my eyes out mm-hmm. went the next day danced a little bit went back in between did uh like all this material 
thought at the, the very last thing I had to sing was one last time, this big George Washington song. I was like, let me just go off like Alex Lacamoire, just right there. Crack like you've never heard before <laughs> on the last note. And I'm just like, that's it. Like that's the last thing. And then I'm so buzzing. I've done 75 pages of music. I'm seriously. buzzing. Seriously. 75. 75. Exactly. I'll never forget. Ooh. I am bu- five songs per person. Like the weird, like, you know, seven, four time signature of like, meet me inside. Like, what is the meaning of this? Mr. Burr, get a medic for the general. Yes, sir. Lee, you will not like, I mean, like, it's crazy. I do all the material except for the final duel. And Tommy's like, thanks, man. And like, that was great. I was like, you don't want to hear the final duel. And he's like, do you want to do it? (laughs) And I was like, I mean, yeah. And he's like, no, like, no. And I was like, Oh man, <laughs> it's like all oh, that work for nothing. I leave, I'm like packing up my bag and Bethany like comes out and is like, hey, congratulations. Like you're totally getting this gig. And for what? for the people who are listening, Whoa. like casting is a liaison between the creatives and the performers. They make a lot of decisions, but the final say is usually coming like down the pipeline through casting. So I was like taking that as a vote of confidence. So I was like, oh, thank you. Like, thank you. You know, outside the room, I'm like leaving. She's like, no, no, no. Like you got it. Like you should go put in your notice. And I was like, excuse me. Uh, I get into like the I, elevator at Pearl Studios. It's full of like NYU students being like, Mrs. Mullins told me that. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like eyes like pulsing out of my head, like running like to the Brooks Atkinson. I was like, can I use your printer? <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> it's like literally just like printed just out. Just right away. Just right See away. Ya. I was like, there we go. Like, and yeah. And now like, and I've been doing the show for like three years. So wow. that's the story. That's <laughs> wild. Oh my God. There's Moral of the story, so much... say yes to Gavin Creel, man. Like he asked you to do something. It's, uh, it's blessed. Say yes. Just wild. say yes to things. I love tracking it back to the beginning, like where, you know, you can look at where it all started. Totally. Yeah. You know, and be yeah. like, I can't, I'm so glad I said yes to that free thing. Yeah. yeah. You know? Right. Holy shit. Whoa. What? What? And now I feel like my eyes are pulsing. I'm like in that elevator with you. Like, I know. And like, adrenaline. It feels like, it like, like, like fame. <laughs> it feels like a, like a bad episode of Smash or something like if, yeah. if you would or if, a better episode of smash that's, true, a better <laughs> episode yeah. smash. that's what smash should have that's been true. if you had like written that though it'd be like that's not real right yeah oh yeah completely right. yeah. yeah like if we right. were sitting around watching that happen we would have been like casting doesn't come out and tell like tell you that you booked the job <laughs> and well and so then like for the final the third and final plug for the university of michigan I was already doing this show with a, another University of Michigan graduate, Solea Pfeiffer, and I got into this elevator, went down, like called her, was like, I, I think I got it. Like, this is amazing. Flash forward, like two weeks later is New Year's Eve, and a fellow by the name of Dan Bell Navis is in my apartment on New Year's Eve. We are just like having New Year's Eve time, yeah. like just like the, <laughs> the year is over, man. Like, what are you going to do? Like, oh, I don't know. Like, and Dan's like, I don't really know. Like, you know, I'm like, might move back to Jersey. Like, I'm just kind of like, I'm, I'm at like a sort of crossroads. Like, I'm not sure. I just have this appointment for Hamilton, like, you know, in a week. And like, I'm like, oh, for what? He's like, oh, for one of the tours. Like, I don't know. Like, but they start rehearsal like two days after my appointment. So like, I was like, okay, well, like manifest that man. Like 20, I don't know, 17 is going to be the year. <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> yeah, like it's good, you know, and, and we're like just talking about like, you know, possibility and hope and new year's conversations and like, a week later, Dan calls me. He's and I'm like, Dan's calling me. He must have like left his jacket at my house. Like that's literally right, right, first, like, right, right. And he's just like, see you on Tuesday or whatever. I was like, whatever for? Like I was just like, <laughs> what do you mean? And Dan 
like joined the tour with us and like J- Dan was in Joe's class in Michigan. Yeah. Like, yeah. Was like, yeah. He sang Alex in my first dance at our wedding. Yes. He's one of our yeah. dearest friends. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So like just too wild, like just too crazy. That's yes. so awesome. That is the best. So awesome. Yeah. I want to, um, that if you can hear that, that's Folks. a, that's a, what, what is that? It's a leaf sounds blower? Of the city. My, my super is very kindly. In fact, leaf blowing. Yeah. Like, Literally in my apartment. Well, every he could be in the apartment. But every other anyway. episode of this is like is like sirens and oh, like yeah, yelling, yeah. banging. It's like people know that we we the heat keeps coming on. So if you hear like on. a hissing, like, yeah, you know we're comfortable. Yeah. I'm just yeah. hoping he's not going to evict me for having this like you know slightly <laughs> commercial endeavor <laughs> yeah, yeah, happening yeah, yeah. right next to him. <laughs> yeah, it's a write off or something. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah. I love it. Anyway, um, so I want to. We're gonna, we're kind of going backwards, but I kind of want to skip way back now, and uh-huh. then we'll track maybe in a forward direction because there's something that flagged in my head when you said that you learned 75 pages of rap yeah. in five days, and I know how well you read music, but how far back does that go? Because I wouldn't have been able to learn that music that quickly because I have to do a bite. Yeah, totally. Like yeah. I can, I can learn. I can hear something like two or three times, and then I can read it. Yeah, but I can't just like look at something and read it. Like I sure. know you can. How far back does that go? When did your training start? Yeah, like I took piano lessons when I was like a like a six year old, seven years old, or something. And eventually, uh, basically, like I. Like every kid, I was like, oh, no, like, I don't want to take piano lessons anymore. Like this, even though like it was going to be like, you know, stopping piano lessons was going to be the bane of my existence for the rest of my career. Same. Yeah. So I'm just like a lot of people have that. Like, I wish I would have kept up with piano. Yeah, exactly. So like keep up with piano, like fully do it. Um, But I so that was like a kind of base level of like music reading for maybe two years. But I was like a kid and my mom was renting the piano that we had, like the upright in our house and just kept it because she just knows like because she's a mom and she was just like I just know this is going to come back around like I know that you're going to want to do this like so we'll we'll just keep renting it and like well eventually it'll just be paid off the piano is eventually like paid off it's still sitting in my living room and like Mm -hmm. in high school I was like let me like take this back up because she knew and so started like reading learning how to like read chords learning kind of like pop charts more as opposed to like reading music reading music and that just like really helps like once you're learning like the structure of like the way that chords work in in a key and like you know the way that you're like augmenting chords to put notes in there that are certain parts of, you know, but no like formal music theory training or anything until college. And then, I mean, luckily with like the, you know, the Hamilton stuff, like there was an album like that, that's, you know, and they, and they always said in school, you know, it's like, if they're like, look up everything, read the source material. If you have the time, read this whole script, like listen to the whole score, like do your thing. And so it feels to me like, uh, you know, that I would not have been able to like, I feel so like such empathy and such like just almost like devotion to the people who learned Hamilton when it was at the public and they were auditioning for it and had no frame of reference. And we're just like, here it is. Like it's supposed to sound like this. I mean, like that's insane to me. So I I wonder if there was more of a, at that time, like, you know, bring in your own material Sort of yeah. the, did you have to do anything of your own? Did you have to prepare no. a song of your own? It was like, just no, learn the yeah. stuff in the show. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that was, I had that question for you when you got the job, I was like, Oh, I want to ask Ryan, like what he sang 
for the show, but I, I imagine it's just all material from the show. I mean, yeah, it's so they they they're not at a loss for material, obviously. Totally. Oh my so God, it's yeah. kind of like you can you can grill someone on like mm-hmm. you know the entire scope of like their emotional life in like thirty minutes. You totally. can pretty much get totally. like the, get the gist. Yeah. Did they have a uh, like a drummer or a DJ in the audition? Not or in the audition. Was it all but piano? Uh, it was all piano, but there's wow. a dude, Scott, who is, they call DJ Buttons because it's all in Ableton. So he just like is back there, like keeping the pulse and like, right. and we had that through rehearsals because there's so many right. like sound effects and things that are not even necessarily sound effects, but just like th- percussive elements of it yeah. that are like bullets or like things yeah. that are, you know. When Ableton, you just, you threw that out there, but Ableton is a very cool yeah. thing and you're a musician and you, you've released music. And so we'll, t- we could talk about that too, which is super cool. But like Ableton is like this AI uh, sort of like background uh, musician band basically right yeah, it's totally. like it, it, like it was created in logic or pro tools or one of these things and basically it's it's like a guy hits a button and the band plays i guess is kind of my only it's like way an to ornamental yeah. metronome it's yeah. like as if like the metronome was just keeping the pulse then you're like okay but on every quarter note like i want like a you know like a bass drum kicking and then i want and then you you can just extrapolate that to like so much because in hamilton i mean there's like on the third beat of this bar i want like a horse to winnie and so it's just like so it's all built in there so they they basically have a piano to keep kind of like the key alive and then yeah. they have like the whole percussive element of it is done with like a machine that's cool and, and that's for rehearsals is that done in the show it's stripped down like there's still a drum kit in the show a live drum kit so a lot of it is stripped down and then the ableton like picks up the slack kind of like mm-hmm. with the more like sound effect type things but it's nice because you're able to sort of you, you can cue things up and now Hamilton is such like a system as far as rehearsing they know you know all the little terms they have from like you know it's like let's go from this random like you know he goes she goes or like something and people sure. know that that's like right. in this song like at this bar so yeah they can cue it up and you get like you know you just have Scott in the corner like four beats for nothing like do 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 and everybody's like boom you know and just goes <laughs> and it's, it's it's crazy how like you know controlled like now it can all be because yeah. to to get something out there that quickly like has to be you know yeah that's yeah. so cool that's wild that's wild so you started playing piano in high school and then you picked up theory in college and our theory training is such that you make of it what you choose to make of it i felt like yeah, did you totally. take the advanced theory in school uh no i didn't take anything that wasn't like required by the got degree it. Got no it. yeah because there was like an option to do i think you might have done it didn't you Joe? yeah i did yeah there's music- like regular music theory and then there was advanced music theory in the music school with like music students i just wish when i was younger that somebody was like ear training is not a party trick because like when i, yes. I played piano and like I would listen to a song on the radio and kind of be able to pick it out at the piano. And then you get to college and like, that's a skill you can develop. And they teach you that in music theory. That's like, if you listen to something and you can play it or you can sing it back, like that's not just like, Oh, you're a freak of nature. You can develop that. Completely. And like, that was the best part of theory training for me. Completely. And you, you develop a new show, like, you know, the waitress or the wrong man or like whatever and, or anything. And it's like a collaborative process in that way. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're coming in with a finished score that's like laminated for you. And they're just like, this is the piece we will be performing in six weeks. It's like, you know, you come right. in with a concept album being like, should we add some backup vocals to this? Like, okay. Like, and you have Alex Lockmore being like, we have 30 minutes to basically like orchestrate and arrange like this new song and we're going to put it in tonight. And so like you guys are singing this and there's no music in front of you, you know, like it's just like, let's, you guys would be singing this. This would be a middle part. Let's have you and you do this. Are you on stage for this? Can you just hop in and do this? And you will have to have been picking it up like through the ether. Like, you know, so it's, it's not, yeah, it's not just yeah. like, oh yeah, like. 
I heard that song once and now I can sing it. It's like, no, like actually we would like you to sing that tonight for a paying audience is like more the vibe, (laughs) you know, you're like, okay, like, okay. You know, so yeah. So did you, did you write your, any of your own parts in waitress? Like Um, when you talk about the collaborative process of like, of, of arranging, like I, I assume that, yeah, that, Wrongman may have been that way as well. Where, it was definitely that way. Were yeah. they like, so yeah, we just, we kind of need some help here. I mean, obviously you're working with, with Sarah Bareilles, you're working with Alex Lackmore, you're working with, with yeah. these people who like, obviously Nadia, like, don't yeah, necessarily need your help, but like, <laughs> well, but, but I mean, it's everyone's yeah, pressed for yeah. time and it's like, part that's of exactly the, the right? thing. It's like, it's, it's not that you're like, Ooh, I could do this. It's like, you know, you, if you're all like in the room on the same page, it's not that everybody's on equal footing, but it's that your like suggestions or you, you know, there have been times so many times where I've just been like, uh, not, not being told to do one thing and do something else. Never. But like, I'm just going to sing in this and I'm just going to sing this part because it feels like that is where we're headed because you've been in enough rooms where you're like, they want kind of like a, it's the same thing, you know, where it's obvious if you're singing at a certain dynamic level or you're singing like at a certain, it's like, just kind of like feel it and you, and you read the room and like read what they're wanting and like, yeah. So, you know, you're, you're in, you're in a show like waitress and they're like, we could like have some harmonies there. And then, you know, the director, you know, Diane's like, okay, we're, we have to run this. And you're either like, okay, I'll just sit there and I just won't sing until I'm told what to do. Or it's like, you just throw something in there and then you look over at Nadia after you run it and she's like, thumbs up. And you're just like, that's in the show now. And there's somebody notating that, you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so, you know, or wrong man was the exact same way. It's like, you know, so many elements being put together at once. You don't have the time to be like, spoon fed every single note you're going to sing every single direction you're going to do you know and i feel like music is something that people feel hesitant about with that as opposed to like directorial things like if you're mm. on stage and you feel like oh i'm gonna like look over and i'm gonna watch that happen it's like you just do it and yeah. then and then somebody right. says like actually you're pulling focus or it's never talked about or it's like i saw that and i loved it but music you're like oh i don't know like i'm not gonna add anything to the composition unless it's like it's like don't just do crazy things, but like if you, you know, if you're developing it and creating it and you're trying to figure it out, you know, your suggestions are just as valid. Like you're out there doing it. So. That's such, that's an awesome point. Cause I feel like just recently I've started to th- think about like the people who cover, this is so silly, but like when people cover songs, like they said, this is a song, I'm going to put my spin on it because this is what I like and this is what I like to do. And people do it all the time. The song that you sing in Wrong Man, the 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 sec, uh, take your clothes off, which yeah, yeah, I think is yeah. the world's greatest title to a song, yeah. basically ever, because it's not even as like as as sort of um, clever as Let's Get It On. Yeah, it's no, like, it's take, take off your, your clothes. Take off your clothes. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. such a good song. It's, it's a great song. That was but, the song that was like, I will be doing the Wrong Man. Yes, yeah, <laughs> Just I like fully, when, when they yeah. gave you now that is so like you are all over that. Ryan Vasquez and your voice, your your pop sure. sensibility is all over that. So did you? Yeah. How did that kind of come about within the creation of that? Yeah, you like I, th- I think what's amazing about Ross is like he's been working on this thing for 15 years. And as soon as we started this process, even in a reading like around the music stands, my dude was just like <laughs> relinquished all control. Like he was just like, okay, like 
and it wasn't he still had opinions he still it's still his piece of like course. he he wanted you know things to be a certain way and he knows more about pop sensibility than all of us combined in that room i mean like yeah. it's his day job like really intense day job right, you know? right. So when you have like, a couple number one hits yeah it's like, it's like, like yeah. it's like he knows he's like fall <laughs> off that note and you're like i think i should add vibrato at the end like, he's just like maybe you just don't like, it's like okay man yeah you're right but like you know like they the so he knew what he was doing, obviously, but like he wanted it to be unique to us. I think that's like the coolest thing. You know, you totally. you listen to his voice singing those songs, and then you hear Josh sing all those songs, and it's yeah. like that's a different that's a different instrument, that's a different vibe, that's like a different right. everything. You know, and like that's what I mean about like the skeleton, and then like filling in like the color and in, in between. It's like Josh and me and Sierra and like and and the dancers through the choreography. It's like there is there's a structure that is given like to us as performers musically staging what everything like there. But if you're just somebody who like follows directions and that's like the extent of your like creative process, it it's, there are creative processes that like demand that like going in as a replacement in a show definitely demands that like right, yeah. you, you go in and you're, you got to fit in and it's only weeks later where you're like gelling and you're able to kind of like, you know, do your own thing a little more, but like, creating something from scratch is literally that from scratch, you know? Right. And so like the skeleton was given to us and then you kind of, yeah. I mean like take off your clothes was a song when you listen on the concept album, like that's a version of it. And then they were like, no, we want this to be, you know, Ross like is definitely the person who's like, yeah, man, just like go off, like whatever. And like, we'll see, yeah. you know? And right. like, and, yeah, and right. normally that is met with me of like me doing something. And then the people being like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like that sounds insane. And like, Ross was like, yeah, man, cool. Like, let's keep going. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> so now it's turned into what it is, which is just like a deconstructed, like atonal, like <laughs> riffing extravaganza at a microphone <laughs> yeah, in the it's dark. It's not distasteful. It, like no. it works for the moment. It, and it's a pop song. You know, yes, he, yeah. he says, turn on the radio. That's yes. the other thing about it. That's like really free and fun. Yeah. Is like, he says like, she it's turns a song on the radio. that's just right. turn up the bass and turn on the radio. And like, they're going to get it on. And so you're like, nice. Like this would just be, you just do whatever. There's no like story that you're conveying there other than just like, sexy time yeah, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. God, it was so right when yeah. did you find that like your voice when you talk about creating things that way and like your when did you was there ever a light bulb that was like this is what i add this is who i and we talk we talk a lot about alignment you know like when you found like oh this is my thing I'm good. You know what I'm. You know what I'm saying. Totally. As far like as creation yeah. is concerned, because we're we're also like uh, we're, we 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 uh, replace a lot and we, right. we yeah. go into things that already exist. But what you're what you're so good at is is what you've just said now is like having a point of view as an artist yeah. and like you're developing all of this stuff because of that point of view and your specific point of view. When did you identify that? Yeah. Well, and I think that's like really interesting to be having like a conversation with you two about this, especially especially having come from the same environment in school. Is like we all come from from the city that we grew up in where we were like the leading men in everything. Mm -hmm. And the shows that are done, not in New York, are shows that are classic and shows that are kind of like easily accessible to a broad, you know, sort of like swath of people. And so you're doing roles that are like conventional in that way. And then we all get to college and there's all of us standing around being like, we are all that. Like you're right, doing right. A, a show like... Oklahoma say and you're just like well we're all curly because we all played it in high school and in middle school and in the <laughs> right. concert in our kindergarten class and so it's just like that's obviously where the that's the lane that we're all in and I think the sooner you realize that like there is no 
all lanes are so narrow. Like hmm. the minute you realize that the lanes are so narrow and that they're really, I audition for things all the time and say to my friends, like, this isn't going to go my way. It's like, you know, a TV show where it's like, you're a, you know, you're like a princely, you know, like a uh, kind of simple minded guy who's like, gonna, and, and you think to yourself like, oh, okay. Like if this were in a small community where they were kind of like using the people they got, you, I probably would have a chance to get this because it's like sings pretty and does the thing or whatever, or, or, but it's like, then you go in and you see, and you're like, oh no, like that guy, you know, you watch a show on TV part of, and in theater too, but especially on TV, it's like your look tells the story because it's an image. So as soon as somebody mm. walks onto the screen, you're thinking like, oh, that guy has secrets or like that guy is aloof to everything and they don't need to say a line. It's all in the composition of the thing. Right. And theater is the same way. It's like, you know, in Waitress, for instance, you have you have people covering a role like Earl and a role like Dr. Pometer. Those roles could not be more different. Right. Are you capable of playing both? Absolutely. Am I capable of playing both? Absolutely. Do I do both well? Absolutely. Mm. But like when you see, you know, like my friend Henry Gottfried, who like played the doctor a whole bunch on Broadway, you're like, that is the vibe. My dude right. is like fresh faced, just like a handsome boy. Like, you know, yeah. and, and like, I like shave in the morning and like, look like this in the afternoon. <laughs> and it's like, you know, it's like, that's not the vibe. And the same thing, you know, like this, we, I had a, I left town on my birthday, took a personal day on my birthday and our Earl was out of the show and they were like, can you make it back? I was like on a plane to Los Angeles in the air. I was like, no. And so they're like, okay, Henry's going to come in and play Earl. And they're like putting a beard on his face, like yeah, a sponging like, a beard on his face. They literally put like makeup on yeah, his face. Because it's like, you know, it, it, and it's like, you know, and it's yeah. like, of course, like they, of course, did he do it? Did he, was he believable and good? Yes. Yeah, we're yeah. actors and we're doing it. Right. But it's like, so I think that it, that's all that is trying to answer. Like, when did you find like the a sort of alignment of like the lane that you really click? It's mm -hmm. like, I get to play Josh's role in wrong man once a week. That's an amazing role. Mm -hmm. I bring myself to that. And it is a different show when you're seeing that Hamilton, I've played all these different roles. Right. You can't possibly be perfect for all of them, right. but I feel like certain ones really align. And then certain ones are like more of a stretch, but you do your best and you do a good job. And it's like, then the wrong man comes along and there's a role like this, which is like a darker kind of like, like the man in black, you yeah. know, like a, yeah. a, a kind of like what you sort of like sinister, like joyful, sarcastic kind of like, you know, you, you start to read the music and you start to do the thing and you hear the songs and you're like, Oh, this is, this is one of the things where if I got an appointment for this, you would be like, Oh yeah, this, this is something that's very much in the realm of possibility. Right. And so, yeah, I think, you know, it takes, it wasn't until like well into college or even after when you get to a bigger pond and you're just like going to audition for things where like people that you've, you've played the roles that they've originated, you know, mm -hmm. people, people who are a little older than you where you're like, Oh, of course. Like I've, I even played that part. Like I mm -hmm. am that person, Rachel Hoffman, like the final shout out to the university of Michigan <laughs> comes to uh, our school, like at the end of our senior year and we go around and she says, who are some people that you would want to emulate like in your, in your career? Yeah. And people are myself included. People are so misguided because yeah. you're just like yeah. well the guy who like plays all the big parts and like you know it's yeah. like and all the girls are like well laura osnes jesse Mueller, and the other leading ladies of yeah, broadway yeah, yeah. and it's like well 
you know, those two people, Laura Osnes and Jesse Mueller would never play the same roles. Totally. You know, it's like you're, you're, you're already straddling something, you know? So I think the sooner you realize like the lanes are narrow Mm. and the things like bat boy, when you say like, that was something you like, remember you hear that from enough people and you're like, that is the type of thing, the type of music, the type of kind of like, um, uh, like style stylized thing yeah. that's like i'm like oh like i do feel comfortable doing that the right. wrong man is fits in that same vein i think you would agree right. like yeah, a, totally. a, a type oh, totally. of show yeah, yeah. and know? specifically to your like musical sensibilities yeah what, sure. that was because, my next question right yeah. because you have this um you have this insane ability to to sing r&b and to you have clearly you know your way around riffs and you know your way around style that like I didn't grow up listening to that kind of music and my influences are so different. What were your influences? Did you grow up listening to, uh, I mean, mine was like green day and, and, and those things. Like I listened to punk rock. What's amazing is like, like, he's like, you listen to green day and your first big job was American idiot. And it's like, you know, were you, were you listening to, to Marvin Gaye and like, yeah, totally. Like Like, I remember like playing out like Billy Porter's like pop albums and stuff, just like crazy, like acrobat singing type things, you know? And like, Honestly, you know, like a lot of theater albums, a lot of theater albums because, and that I think helps too when you're, I grew up like my education in the musical theater world was that like I did uh, shows at the largest children's theater in the country, children's musical theater of San Jose, doing like four or five shows a year, like just constantly doing shows. It wasn't like voice lessons because I was like getting that there and it wasn't dance class because I was getting, it was just like on the job training almost like like at a children's theater, you know? And so growing up doing that, it was like, you get to do all these like eclectic things. You're doing a bunch of shows and kind of like shoehorning your way into things and realizing that type of sort of like lean, like talk, like immediately. Cause you know, you, you, you think you're one thing and then you meet the real version of it and you're like, Oh yeah. Like it's immediately like freeing. It's like, Oh, now when I go in for those types of things, I can actually just be okay knowing like I'm going to give a great audition, but there's no need to like fake it. Just go in and like, be yourself and they'll just be like that person was wrong for that and they were great and like you know and that's kind of just like what you can get from those right yeah yeah so um no you just have something there that's that's so true because you can't fake it yeah this is something that like i think about all the time it's like you you're not gonna You've already said it all. There's yeah, there's yeah. no other point to be made. You've said it. Yeah, you're but, never you're never you, gonna the be, point being you can't fake it. Yeah, you're never gonna be a better version of someone else than they are. Right. So if you're yeah. like, oh, this role was played by this person and I can go in and just be that, it's like yeah. you will look like you're faking it and you right, will just totally. not be as authentically that. Totally. And then when you go in for something that's authentically you and you feel that's honestly how I felt going in for Hamilton. I was like this is so in the ballpark. Immediately when I listened to the music, I was like, oh, this is like the type of thing. It's like super like word heavy and like super epic. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like the, the singing is like crazy impressive. The kind of things that they're doing on the album and stuff. Like it's like a fodder for your own originality. Like that type, I was just like, this is in the lane, like yeah. for sure. And awesome. when you like, when you know, you know, I think that's so good. How did the, yeah. how did uh, we, we're going to get you out of here. Cause you, we've taken up your whole morning, no, but, um, the, uh, when did the writing come about? Cause like you released, you released a single, you know, you're writing, yeah, are you man. still doing a bit of that? I'm trying to man. Like I, it's hard. Like 
that's like a vulnerable process, man. Oh like God, it's yeah. just like hard. It's really hard to like sit down and just be like, I'm very much a compartmentalizer of time. Like I'm like, I'm going to devote the next hour to this. And if it doesn't click in that hour, I'm just like, why am I even trying? You know, yeah, like, and, yeah. and then when inspiration like strikes, I'm trying to like write things down and then get back to them later. But then it's like the moment isn't quite there and like voice memoing things. So it's hard. But I wrote a song when I was in LA after I finished up Hamilton there, I went back for a little bit and literally my therapist was like, yeah, you should really like channel all of this energy into something creative, make a deadline for yourself. And I was like, okay, I'll just like write a song in two days. And so I sat down and like furiously was writing this song and my buddy Max, who lives out there, who I'd done summer stock with like back in the day, Max Chucker. You know oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, I must, you must know him because RJ. Yeah, because RJ. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So Max Chucker is living out there, and he was like, "Hey, man, will you come sing like some backup vocals on like a song that I'm doing?" And so I was like, "Yeah, for sure." Like went in, like you know, sang some ooze, like made some harmonies up, whatever. And I left and the guy who ran the studio was like, hey man, like if you ever want to come back and do any of your own stuff. And I was like, actually my deadline from my therapist is this evening. So let me make an appointment with you for next week. And so like I came in and got like some session musicians that this dude recommended to me. And like we laid down the song in like a week and it was part of like a, um, it was part of an album idea that I had that was going to be like the seven deadly sins. Like mm. it was going to end. Oh, cool. So that one is obviously lust. If yeah. you've heard the song yeah. and people are always like, I love that song. And my daughter is obsessed with it. She's nine. I'm like, like, all right, nice. Well, I hope she enjoys it. And, um, it's like, yeah, she, she enjoys that. You're happy from listening it. Yeah. So I'm just like, uh, um, so I'm like, I'm trying to get like, I have like a few originals that are like, you know, three quarters baked maybe or something. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to try to do like a show in April. Cool. Hopefully. Hell awesome. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause you got, you know, I think Joe and I don't write either. Like we're in that same thing where we wrote this thing that like got some attention and we got excited about it. And then now we've just kind of been like, What's the next thing? How so, do we do this? Yeah, but if it's, it's not as good and the and the the feedback isn't as positive from that, then it's like you've taken a step back and you can't. You know, exactly. it's like that's yeah. exactly how exactly. I feel. Well, and, like, and bringing it back to Ross, he gave an interview about Wrong Man that we both listened to on his podcast, which yeah. is awesome. And he talks about how if he were to die tomorrow, he made the thing that he wants his legacy to be yes. that the wrong man was the thing he's written number one hits. He's done all of this commercial stuff. And what he wanted to leave behind was the wrong man. And he did it. And yeah. that's it. And I was like, I gotta get back to writing stuff. I learned from, from our friend and I, I'm not sure if you know, Nick Blameyer, but yeah. mm -hmm. he, he's like the job of a writer is to write. Mm -hmm. Right. Not to sell movies. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Totally. The job of a writer is not to like, get the thing made or to for the thing to be good it's like to put the time in to do the thing to get good to to work on the craft of the thing yes yeah. you know exactly, and that's yeah. the thing it's like you have to figure out like how to realize that an hour of writing a bad song is still your work for that day right. exactly right. and right. that like the the product of it just blinds you to all of that as soon as the totally. product of it is released and you hear 10 friends say like, that's a great song. You're just like, oh, so then the, the thing is to write great songs. And so if the songs aren't great, then I would never write it in the first place. And it's like, right. no, no, that's like, not you know, it. Right. Yeah. It's right. totally backwards. Yeah. Right. Um, Dude, still working on the, the, 
guys from musicals reading list but that book the war, <laughs> the, that that book the war of art is like to, is all about this yeah. like thing of like what gets in the way of the process of being a writer so, and it's totally worth checking out yeah man That's for awesome. sure dude um yeah i i just wanted to say well, you have also a bunch of you came in here talking about some stuff for next year we we're not going to talk about it because you can't talk about it yet. So we're going to re-release this episode as like opening night of that awesome project that's coming and opening night of the other awesome project <laughs> nice. that's coming. Yeah, those people. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to like, when you yeah. win your Tony in 2022, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to be like, <laughs> be like we knew that. The fourth re-release of <laughs> yeah, yeah, the exactly. episode. Yeah. But thank you for talking to us and, and, and coming and letting us bug you, man. This was yeah, course, really, time, man. really cool. And, nice. and the wrong man is remarkable. It does close next week, but there's going to be it will live on. Yeah, and for sure. It's com- it's coming. Like you were saying, it's it. Yeah. it it's a question of when. For it's, sure. When you yeah. got that it's team buzzy. working on it. Yeah, people yeah. aren't people aren't done Hi y'all, this is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.